to the point. Here's Derek Morris. Morris. Lock. Pekka. Outlet pass for Rick Nash. Nash now tries to split the defense and walk in. Nice move. Another nice move. Oh, you score. Oh, what a goal. It doesn't get any better than this. Rick Nash, how do you do? I know you have. No, no, I've been addicted to you. Rick Nash. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Goodbye. Rick Nash. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. What's up, little boomers? Welcome I'm in to our first ever Sunday podcast. That's right, we're going to be coming at you two times a week, and it's going to be hype. hype. We got Ben finally back in the studio. Ben, it's been a long time. Since, Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. It's been since Brewdog. Yeah. A horrific night, but we are <laughs> a here. night that we shall never, The night that shall not be named. Of. Yeah. <laughs> it was Just terrible. Shake thinking about it. It was a great it. time. Great time. But way the, too much alcohol was consumed. Never... No. Not, is that not no, a thing? It's not a thing for not us. Thing. Others maybe, but there is, and we have actual audio proof of that. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> go back. Don't go back and listen to episode fifty. Our our like our milestone episode was a complete shit show. But I mean that kind of sums up who we are, right? I mean that's just Yeah, pretty much nailed do. it, yeah. Absolute yeah. shit show. We got Mike back in studio. Mike, welcome back. What up, what up? For Glad a, to be back. It's been a long, longer time than Brewdog. Yeah, for you. I didn't jump on the pod there. <laughs> you were there, but you were pussying it out for some reason. I don't know why. I think uh, he was like dying or something. Were you dying? It's called the the Hershey squirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Got Hard it. to record uh, from the toilet, so. I don't know. These uh, these mic cords reach a long way. You could have done it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you were to get some <laughs> nice <laughs> nice sound the splatter. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't want that. And per usual, we got sure Kyle he? here as well. I'm Jordan. What's going on, little boomers? Nice. Tell uh, you what, man. Nice win last night. This is a Sunday. If you're listening to it on a Sunday, what a great. Great game we played last night. If you would have told me we were going to come away with four points out of Nashville and Washington, I would have had you pee in a cup and check you for drugs. And That's you would have tested been. positive. <laughs> I mean, I know Ben would test positive. That's for sure. What drugs? What drugs? <laughs> what? Man, whoa. Uh, but no, this, they were... This Cali trip's got to stop. They were a hell of impressive uh, games for the Jackets. They actually showed up to play. Granted, they shit themselves like the pa- the last two minutes of both those games, which happens, I guess. Two I points. Vintage us. It's just how we do it, you know? Well, but yeah. two points is two points, and I'll take it. Yeah, back in the day, they would have lost four straight after giving up uh, the goal to go into overtime. So Yeah, you Different know what? Different times. Different times. If you don't remember that, I'm not, I don't feel sorry for you. I envy <laughs> you a little bit, but we stuck through the thick and the thin. It was mostly yeah. thin. Those 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 years <laughs> shall not thin. be ever talked about again. What the, uh, <laughs> dare I say it, the Rick Nash years? The Rick Nash era, which, you know what, screw it. Let's just jump right into that, that segment. It's technically segment four on my agenda sheet, but we'll just skip right into have it. Have we ever followed agenda? Uh, we have kind of lately. Well, have you ever followed agenda with me? <laughs> no, I have not. That's because we're your not question. here. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Rick Nash announced his retirement Columbus legend, Columbus icon, and still lives here. Still lives here. Met his wife here, and he's gonna be a for, forever a staple here in Columbus. 
As he should be. Who who said I saw somebody say something about um there's a very good chance that he may be on staff next year. I would love that. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I I agree. I think that he has a very good understanding for the game. I think he could probably help out our power play a little bit. <laughs> he should just get his Can't ass, hurt it. ass out there and be on the power play unit. Strictly power play. Strictly power play. Strictly, yeah, <laughs> Do what they, uh, Team USA did uh, Wisniewski up at the Olympics. You're only on the ice when we have an advantage. <laughs> as soon as that fifth guy gets out of the box, you skate Skates as fast, fast as, as you can. can to the bench, which isn't very fast, but still. <laughs> oh, whiz. Those were the days, too. Whiz. But, uh, yeah, Rick Nash is retired, and I'm just going to throw it out there because everyone's talking about it, and I want you to know. I want I want your opinions. Is his name and his number going to the rafters in Nationwide Arena? Is this a question, is it, or do you think it should be? Yes. Do you think it should be? Ben? I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There was an era. We just called it the Rick Nash era. <laughs> He's such a legend in Columbus. What he did for this team, how he did things, scoring points, sexy goals, Phoenix. We By far, the probably the best goal in Blue Jackets history. I think so. You was know, the Rick Nash goal in Phoenix. What year was that? Like 2008? Eight, yeah. Eight. I would argue and say our Timmy's goal last year in overtime against the Capitals in the playoffs was one of the was is up there with that goal. Top, they're but they're top five. They're definitely top five. For two sure. different eras. So yeah. I, I'm not not taking any way, no, anything no, away absolutely. from that from that right. Nash goal. That that to this day but is one this of the is nastiest Rick Nash goals I've ever seen. Once our Timmy gets his bread segment. <laughs> Which but we I, um, all summer. Yeah, with that with that goal, <laughs> it also has the feel of nostalgia, which you can't have after no. just one year. So you look back and you're like, holy shit, this is like one of the biggest moments in Jackets history when we didn't have any big moments because we didn't have any history at the time. And then also when you're looking at it, like he was the face of the franchise. Absolutely. He, I also think, like, even if he doesn't want to be in the hockey ops role, he could do the ambassador part of Jody Shelley's job, let Jody focus on the radio. Stick him on camera. Yeah. Hell, put a, a, put have him, him with to, Bill Davidge and put him next to I say, I say just have Jody and Nash with Rimmer up there. Have a, three, three, have a threesome I like that. <laughs> I'm all I'm about with that. It. I also think. Give me McGilligan. You want McGilligan instead of Rimmer now? Yes. I would enjoy I mean, that. When Rimmer but, retires, I'm cool but with it's hard to it's hard to get rid of. Rimmer, because Rimmer get, made that call. It I was, know it's Rimmer to me. Rimmer is Fox Sports Ohio. That's a good point. Like when, yeah. I, when I turn Blue Jackets on, I want to hear that voice. I want to hear yeah, a couple yeah. airs a game. I want to hear him call uh, Waranski Dubois, or if he goes, <laughs> "Oh God, that was number fifty-eight instead of number eight. or, or something he calls like Dubois on Burger. I just love it. You know. <laughs> yeah, it, I I don't mind his mistakes. Yeah, they're it's, they're, we're they're sweet and innocent. Yeah. Right, and then you can <laughs> the call commercials him. though. Him selling cars. <laughs> what a guy. Well, they, they keep hey, doing them, so apparently they're successful. Yeah. Oh, think about it. The original uh, commercials we get with the Blue Jackets player was Rick Nash. He was selling uh, yes. he was, Hey, Hey, Hey to See was Rick Nash. <laughs> he was doing the Felino commercials before Felino. Rick Nash's commercials, probably the worst actor in the world. Yeah, it made me more like, awkward players, than Doobie Hockey players are not good with commercials anyways, but his were like cringeworthy to watch god i hope he retires with this team i hope we hang 71 <laughs> someday very yeah. soon not very soon but whoa whoa soon whoa, enough, whoa, 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 whoa. He, when i out. say very soon i mean <laughs> that's soon our enough. captain <laughs> it's our captain he's getting up there in age he but, won't be he'll be here for another four or five years i think yeah. here's here's my thoughts because i we still got some we we posted 
you know, about Rick Nash's retirement on the artillery. And we still got even like Blue Jackets fans saying, oh, screw that guy. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve to be in the rafters. Like, you're wrong. May I just say it? Uh, you're absolutely wrong. May I just say this? What do you want to say? Get the fuck over it. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what I was going to say. That's right. It's, May I say so, it? like, get over the whole Bob incident where he shoved Bob. Get over the whole Calvert fight. Calvert's not even it's, on the team anymore. It's stupid. Don't like, he, Rick Nash brought so much to this community, so, so much to Columbus. He's an icon. He is what – he's probably the reason that 90% of the Blue Jackets fans are fans. Like, he ushered in – excitement when there was nothing to be excited about right. in this city. Absolutely. And so absolutely, I mean, we may we may not want a cup, we may not want a playoff series with him, but his impact and his the the way he influenced hockey in this city and just everything all encompassing, that's why he deserves to be up on the raft. You think about it too, piggybacking off of that, you got Rick Nash jerseys still in the stands absolutely. everywhere you see him. So if you don't think that he made an impact I, uh, You're just, I named my you dog more Nash. That's an impact. <laughs> I also want to piggyback on that and say how you see all these guys coming up in the NHL that are from Columbus. Those guys didn't start playing hockey until that Rick Nash era started. He grew the game of hockey in Central Ohio. Absolutely. And he was a face of every oh, yeah. kind of campaign. When he went to the All-Star book, game with us? Yeah, it's the book jackets back in the day where you'd lie about how many minutes you read so you'd get some free jacket stuff. and then. <laughs> but they used his name on everything, and everyone knew who he, who he was. Even if you weren't an actual fan of the team, you'd be like, oh, how's Rick Nash doing? Oh, and I guess the Blue Jackets. He, was, he almost came before the team, and then he helped usher in things like you guys were saying. And then also, he was a class act even when he – requested his trade he said i want to make this franchise better i want you to get pieces for me now instead of when my contract's up you get nothing and And you got to think about it look who he essentially brought in i mean it if you if you all think about it it all kind of transpired into having artemi panarin on this team absolutely like he's the reason and uh, it took a lot it took a while but all for all those trade pieces that happened He's the reason that Artemi Panarin is on this team. Also, think about Dubinsky. Yeah. Yeah. I know Dubinsky's not playing as well as he was when he first started, but he has been a very good glue guy yeah. that we yeah. wouldn't have had unless that Nash trade happened. Yep. Absolutely. It glue guy. Glue guy. You know who else is a good glue guy? Just we're not going there yet. We're I don't gonna, don't even say the name. I don't even want to hear well, it. We at least have to talk about, send it. We got to talk about the game a little bit. Unless it's Felino, we'll get there. Like Tom Wilson's a that good trash player. fucking human. <laughs> Tom he's, Wilson he's a good in this podcast. He's a glue guy. Hey, speaking of Tom Wilson, the he's Capitals, a scumbag. Uh, it was a great win for the Jackets. We talk about this already. I don't remember. What us the, winning the, the cap? No. I know we talked about the Nashville game. We yeah, we did. We jumped game. straight into Nash. Yeah, Back we did. Segment one. But we even talked about the Nashville game. We really didn't. We let's, just skipped to segment four. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, but backtrack. I mean, and two huge wins. I mean, especially coming off all of the drama with Sergei Bobrovsky and how that could have gotten in the heads of of the players, the teams could have, you know. Some things could have – the locker room may have not been meshing. So for them to come out, get a dub against the Preds and the Caps, huge game, especially with the Capitals. Corpy and yeah, with Corpy and Nett. too. That's, I mean, that's, that's huge that's for Corpy. That's huge. I mean, we essentially – I mean, we were up 3-1 against Nashville with, what, two minutes to go. And, I mean, that was a convincing win. Granted, then we shit ourselves went to OT. But, I mean, Corpy's played out of his mind the past two games. Absolutely. You're also seeing a different team play in front of Corpy where in the past – 
you're saying, oh, it's a backup. We're going to give three quarters of an effort. And yeah. if he gets it done, he gets it done. Now you're seeing a little bit of confidence with the guys in front of him. And then you can also see them gelling together after whatever event happened with Bobrovsky. I think this team got closer yeah, because sometimes of it. A little Maybe not Bobrovsky and all of these guys, but you're seeing some of the team leadership. Yeah. You're th- seeing Felino just run around like a madman, just I think thrilling Felino guys. back, yeah, him back. Oh, that man, helps too. Felino you let back. his presence be you known. You noticed be felt, his presence sorry. in Nashville that during that game out there on the ice. I mean, there were some. Th- let's be real. I, mean, I don't like to complain about the refs. They have a hard job, but they were pure garbage during that Preds game. And he was letting the refs know. He was out there pissed off. Yeah, and he was. He was I felt like yeah. he he sparked an energy on that ice that some a lot of our players don't do right and so it was great to have Polino back yeah uh without seeing any stats um i just from watching that game getting a feel from it the eye test uh the old they, eye test they had so much more energy in that game in this game last night compared to what they did the three games before that including yeah. tampa even florida in that ot winner um with Felino back in a mixture of i think panarin played a lot more loose in that game panarin's and, looking very good. I think he Panarin's is. Aaron's about to go on a real. Yeah. He's there, and I settling in. He is. I don't want to say that it's because Bob wasn't there, but people you know, have been saying that it looks like he plays better when Bob is not exactly. Because I don't yeah. know if there's any fact to that, but it's been a lot. Of people, a lot of people have stated that, like on Twitter. There was a rumor that something happened between Bob and Panarin in the locker room after the Tampa game. It was. I know it came out said it was team leaders, but there was a yeah. rumor, um, and then. Bob's not at the next game. Panarin scores that OT winner, and he played fantastic that whole yeah. game. Now the the giving up that three one lead kind of hurt. You know, a little yeah. worried about that still as we continue to do. But going forward, I think these two games are really going to give us some momentum going to the All Star break. And I just gotta say, I love the uh, Felino and Corpy headbutt. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever seen. I, it's far to. I mean, I, the the hug's iconic between Bob and him. But I mean, that headbutt. If if Bob C-T-E, so chooses to baby. move on, or if he's traded, and Corby might be our guy for a while, I would love to see that headbutt. Yeah, I um, I also want to add with Felino. Uh, you can see a team rallying around one of their guys. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah, great he, to see. Yeah, you. He's going through some stuff with his daughter and everything, and then you see the boys really uh. Be bring bring them in and Just then being dudes. Yeah, and, being then, dudes. and then he comes in and says it's really nice to have some normalcy. They're not going to treat him any differently because he was gone. They want to tell you we got your back and we're going to win some freaking hockey games. And That's our captain. They're doing man. it. So. Yep. so I want to touch on something, and you mentioned it, Mike, a second ago. So it's no secret, the whole Bob thing, and what, what a lot of issues there this past week. Yeah. They seem to have ironed out those issues for the time being. Yes. Um. I feel like the team – so they, they met – they had a team players-only meeting uh, a couple of days ago. Players only. Go ahead and say it. Players-only, coach. There you go. <laughs> Letter, Kenny. There you go. For uh, so my For question is – or I feel like this entire season there's just been some built-up – Tension. Tension in the locker room. And I feel like that's just kind of led – it just I feel like it all boiled over in Tampa Bay. And something there – was, there was some type of altercation, I feel like, in that locker room, and it, it just – it happened, whatever. And I think that team meeting the next two days later, I feel like they squashed whatever that was. They, they put it under the rug, and I think that's why they have come out the past couple of games just on fire, beating amazing teams. Yeah, I think sometimes when, like, let's say you're – 
here's an analogy. You go on vacation with one of your good buddies. You spend a whole week together. And then that last day, you guys are basically wanting to beat the <laughs> shit out of Absolutely. each other. That's what's going on with this hockey team because you're seeing a lot of guys that you can tell are getting irked with each other. And then finally something blew up, and then the guys went back to normal. Sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of a... you, you got to have that sometimes. Yeah. A little bit of a tussle to you're kind human. Of just air things out. You're, you're a human. You're a hockey also, player, you're human. Also, normal. when you fight with, your, with that buddy that you went on that vacation with, you are ten times closer than... When you, you come out were. of that, absolutely. Yeah, totally you guys are patting to. each other on the ass and saying, hey, I'll see you in a couple <laughs> days. Yeah. I'm sick of you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you get a lot closer, and I think that that's kind of what happened here. The guys got sick of each other, and then they're like, actually, we have the same freaking goal. Let's go out, do it, and... Do their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing that I I took away from it or heard in Tampa Bay, basically, Bob got pulled, and we've got, we talked about this on our last podcast. He got pulled. Instead of sitting on the bench like he should have, he went straight to the dressing room, showered, changed, and he was just done for the game. And I think the team leaders, the captains, just weren't having it. And I think a lot of things boiled over. I think they were tired of Bob's shit like probably the past couple months because he's just been so flaky on what he wants to do. And Yeah, I and agree. It's just, I think the team leaders just got had enough, and I think things boiled over, and that's when there may have been an altercation of some, some sort. So, yeah, to air, to air everything out, I think it's great, and I, I think from here on out, whether it's Bob Annette or Corpy Annette, I feel like this team's going to be just guns a-blazing. Regardless of what we're being told by the organization, that it's done, over with, we're moving past it, you know, they've talked it talked it out, I guess, which, whatever. Um, I don't think that it's just over like that. It doesn't work like that. I mean, this was a big deal for a minute. There were... You know, we came in here and did a 20-minute spot. Was it a big because Well, hang on. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but was it a big deal or was yeah. it made out to be by the whole media that it's a big deal because it kept it completely internal? You'll when never the only, know. When the only two-time Vesna winner in the league is sat for a game for unknown reasons, that's a big deal. When Yeah, I, it, it's, yeah a, it's a big sure, deal. You can't I mean, argue that. The, the verbiage was even said. Uh, Bobrovsky told to stay away from team. Well, yes. That's, in my opinion, that's a big deal. I also but think them releasing a statement, if it was completely an internal issue and they didn't want it to be seen as a big issue, they wouldn't have had a they press just freaking They just would have started Corpy and not said anything. They would have put Barube, they would have called him up and then said, we're giving Bob a night of rest. Yeah. And then if anyone asks, like, does this have anything to do with anything with his contract, then they say no comment and then they keep moving on. But... Them releasing a statement shows you that it's a bigger deal than just, hey, well, I'm, someone I'm got a little upset. We're gonna now. go resolved. I think it's. I don't, I don't think, think it's resolved. I, I don't. Know. Think, I don't I think there's hindsight yet. I don't. I think we're still in it, and I just think that they're trying to brush it underneath well, the rug so we'll we stop talking tonight. about it. And I also we agree? think we'll see after tonight. Have an idea. And I also see the whole picture. But I also yeah, think a peak of it. I think as a GM, if your number one goalie that might be on the trading block come trade deadline is unhappy and he's being hard to work with, that takes away your leverage of trading him. Because mm-hmm. you can't say, ah, actually, we'll we'll keep him as a rental if he's really pissed off and being more of a hindrance than a positive. So you just really, they have to spin it to where it's it's done, it's over. So they can use him as a trade chip if they want to, or even if they want to keep him on the team, they have to. They can't. They can't say, "Oh yeah, it's still a shit show here." Um, make us an offer for him. And Bob also holds all the leverage when it comes to trades because he has a the no yeah. move clause. So you have to 
get his approval. So you yeah. need to keep him happy to help your organization in the long run too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's no question Bob is going to be gone after this year or maybe at the trade deadline. Who knows? But I do think that um, to Kyle's point, it's probably not completely over. But I think the gist of it was squashed in that team meeting. And I think they're, you know, they're professionals. They get paid millions of dollars. They got to move on from it. They have to and, be professional. Yeah. And I think it's it's in Bob's best interest to play out of his mind right. while he's here if he wants to get top dollar. So we've thought that up to this point and he hasn't played out of his mind in a contract yeah. year. He's having a down yeah. year and that's, that's what's weird about this. And then, you know, he's having a down year. He's had a couple of good games, but overall for his standards, he's definitely having a down he's more year. He's a then, second half goalie. Yeah. But you're also seeing like something I saw that was brought up is Ian Clark, his goaltender coach for the past few years yeah. is now in Vancouver. And you're seeing a lot of things from Bob that you weren't seeing in the past. Maybe, Maybe he just doesn't have the trust in the coaching staff because, like, his goalie coach is gone. So you're maybe in the past, Ian Clark was the one that was able to work directly with Bob and kind of get him to mellow out and, like, be a buffer between him and Torts and things like that. And now that buffer's gone and it's Manny Legacy, but Manny Legacy and Bob don't have that same mm-hmm. well, yeah, when you're used to a new coach. You just got to I'm just saying, like, also – it was like uh, an example in Pittsburgh was they had the Tockett, who's now the head coach in Arizona, was kind of a buffer for Sullivan and Kessel. And you're seeing different things happen with Kessel. He's getting called out in the media in the past. And, like, you can see him being snippy with the coach, where in the past he would talk to the other coach and they would squash things and he'd have someone he could talk to and trust that would kind of make him less That's of a headcase. That's just the case. business. You got to you got to roll with punches. I understand that, but Emotion, emotions issues. aside, emotions aside squashing anything or not, um, it makes a lot of sense for Yarmo to move him. It makes a lot of sense for Yarmo to move him. We have Corpy who's been playing very well. Mm-hmm. We have Elvis coming up next year who may or may not be with the team with the Jackets or with the Monsters, but he'll be in the organization. Right. So we have him at our disposal next year. Um, we also need another center. We need another that's just what we need. So I, Alexander Winberg sucks. So does Riley Nash. Yeah, you we can need to. Well, yeah. I think. I it, think if you put Riley Nash on that second line, he score more goals than Winberg. Winberg oh, absolutely. One hundred. I want to see him up there. Did you I see would, what he did last I year? I would with move Boston? him right now. Oh yeah, he was a fr- he was on the first line with Boston. Yeah, racked up like. And a then how do you? Points. I mean, as a player, how would you feel going? Oh, I'm first line at Boston. We're kicking it. Oh, granted, I'm he was fourth. first line because there were some injuries, but but. He's still but, playing out of his mind up there. Exactly. You know what the guy can do, and you stick him on the fourth line, get him a little ice time. You gotta I, let the guy. I do want to squash one thing while we're talking centers and things. I don't want to see Matt Duchesne as a member of the Columbus no, Blue Jackets. I think he's a cancer. You see, you see in uh, Colorado, they were shit when he was on that team. He gets traded to the Eastern Conference finalist in Ottawa, and then what happened? They're shit. I don't want. When people say, how about we do a one-for-one for for Bob for Deshane? No. You're trading your goalie that is a a better caliber player, one, that and if you think he's a like if you start thinking Bobrovsky's a cancer, you don't trade a cancer for another cancer, especially when it's a downgrade overall talent-wise. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to trade a cancer for a cancer. Um, But to end the whole Bob discussion, if if he is going to play like he should play and not be a prima donna the rest of this season and he's going to be on this team, then I respect that. 
I'm cool with it. I'm not going to shit on you or, you know, I'm not going to talk crap about you stemming from this recent event that just happened. So if he can just get over what happened, the team's over it, I'm over it, and it is what it is, I'm moving on. And if he's going to be our goaltender, then I will cheer you. But if you're going to continue with some of these antics, then, then I will talk shit about you. But right now, I'm off it. Yeah, I just want to focus on the play on the ice when it comes to Bobrovsky because contract situation isn't going to get worked out. So might as well, if you do well for us, you're going to do – it's going to be mutually beneficial. Team does well, then you'll get paid later. So that's yeah. what I – According I to Yarmo, he quoted uh, – I don't not an actual quote that I remember off the top of my head, but he said something about uh, – them wanting to resign, like he came out to the media and said he they want to, to resign, resign him. Yeah. him in the off season. Now, looking at that, I mean, Panarin's seeing that yeah. we're only going to be able to sign one of these guys Maybe. right now because we haven't moved anybody. Now, if we do move Winberg or pieces like that, then we will be able to we, sign both of them. We also have the ability to uh, buy out some contracts. Maybe I'm cool with buying out Winberg. Get him out here. <laughs> I, I don't see his. Being, yes, we know. I don't see <laughs> yeah. his being a uh, buyout candidate, but. Bring in Tom Wilson. No, he's come back. But, this conversation um, is becoming a confrontation. I was more saying uh. someone along the lines of uh, <laughs> a buyout candidate for next year might be, a, say, a Brandon Dubinsky as much as that hurts to say. But yeah. he, he has a large number. He does. He's, he's over five mil. Going back to Tom Wilson, I'm going to speak on behalf of probably most of our followers yeah. and say that we're off that. You're off that? Yeah, oh, okay. that's not. Nope. I oh, bet Tom Wilson no, can stay in hey, Washington. I, uh, he can rot there. I did put out a poll. Who who do you who would you rather have on the team, Jeff Carter or Tom Wilson? And then, yeah, but Jeff Carter was here and then he won it out. So know, everybody's saying, gonna say Tom. Okay, so I'm just saying, eighty percent of people on the poll said Tom Wilson. So it's would like, you rather have me shit in your mouth or teabag you? Which do you want? Teabag for sure. <laughs> that's, that's Tom like, Wilson. That's like, that's, like ben, that's like if I wanted to prove to someone that I'm a likable guy. So who would you rather hang out with, me or Hitler? I mean, I would hang out with Hitler so I could change his mind. Oh, yeah, because that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I had to bring in a Hitler reference, but you... <laughs> you... We'll get some tweets about that. Is Tom Wilson Hitler? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Just kidding. Could be. but uh, Could never be that bad. What were we talking about? I completely forget. I don't know. I think oh, it's... trading stuff. Trading and stuff. Getting a center. Yeah, if we got a center, that would be sweet. I'll take Brassard back. Into the mic. I'll take Brassard back. <laughs> Brassard? Brassard. Yeah. I mean, I would take him back, but I think he's probably staying in old uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll jump into that stuff more around the actual deadline because yeah. we'll have a little bit of uh, more clear picture on where the jackets are. Um, we'll have a yeah. clearer picture on what pieces might be available because who knows? Bobrovsky could sign in season, which it won't happen, but still. Yeah, so, I mean, to wrap it all up in terms of this whole Bob crap, my opinion, I already said it. If he's if he's my goaltender, if he's my goaltender, I'll support him. But if he's going to be a little bitch about things, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a little bitch about him. So. Fair enough. Petty wars. All right. <clears throat> Kyle just brought in beers. That's why I got awkwardly silent for a second. Hello. Beer guy here. <laughs> beer guy, yeah? Beer guy. Big right. beer guy. All right, back scratcher. Uh, back scratcher. Back scratcher. <laughs> Some big Bye. news happened this past week and could have happened to a better coach. Coach Tortorella gets win number 600. He becomes the first American-born coach 
to reach 600. It was between him and the Nashville coach, and uh, he got Isn't it. Isn't that crazy? How could, <laughs> that wasn't talked about enough, I don't think. Yeah, that was, was crazy that, that cool. those two coaches together. Yeah, yeah, those two coaches together were both on 599 playing each yeah. other. That's, I mean, what are the chances? Oh, I, Neither was, of them gave a shit, though. They wanted yeah. the two points. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the funniest part of that whole thing is when uh, Torts walked back into the locker room after the game, uh, Felino had the game puck, and he gave it to him. And he said like, nice, some nice words about him. And then everyone in the locker room started saying, speech, speech. And Torch just looks, looks at everybody like, speech my ass. And just walks away. <laughs> I also liked how he oh, goes, Torch. That's he goes, Torch. He goes Torch. good win, boys. 53 points. On to the next one. Yeah. It's like, you didn't just get the most wins by an American porn coach or Not get, a, get a six. It just shows where Torch's head's at. I, I like that, but I too. hey, you got to take a second. I'm honestly surprised Appreciate he was it. more receptive. He smiled for a second, and that was enough. Like, I didn't see any dogs <laughs> in the locker room either. And if you were, if you were at the game, they uh, they played a tribute video. Not a tribute video. It was like a appreciation video, and it was a bunch of coaches from around the league saying, hey, congrats on 600 torts. And they had him in the hallway. It was um, – Shelley. It was Jody Shelley, and he was like, all right, now we're going to go to the video board, and we're going to show this thank you video or appreciation video. And Torch just looks down and says, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It's hilarious. I, as much as we hate on Pittsburgh, and I hate them myself as well, I did think Mike Sullivan had a pretty uh, good speech talking about Torch and everything. You see, And then you see uh, Barry Trotz. He's their coach, not their players or their fans. Yeah, he's not He's not a complete scumbag, I guess. But Torts and Sullivan are pretty good friends. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. they've said. Weren't they together on the U.S.? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they were. U.S.A. But, yeah, big Who moment for, old, for? Uh, for Tortorella. And here's the thing about Torts. A lot of – when I first heard the Jags were hiring Tortorella, only thing I knew Torts from – was his YouTube clips, his viral moments of him just shitting on the media. And what I've learned is, like, yeah, he's, like, a no-nonsense dude, but he seems like the most genuine, humble guy. Oh, absolutely. He's evolved. And yeah, he has evolved. He, I think he was in his earlier stages, I feel like he was more of a hothead. But now I've come to realize, like, if you get a dumb answer from Tortorella or he snaps at you, that's because you probably deserved it and you're an idiot. <laughs> Like, let's be real here. Like, something along the lines. You <laughs> ask a good, thoughtful question, insightful question, he will give you a great answer. Oh, absolutely. Answer. Yeah, you can't ask the question of, hey, talk about tonight's game. Yeah. After hey, he what did you watch? <laughs> you watched yeah. the whole game, didn't you? you? Yeah. Oh, oh. I will say he has come a long way from his days in New York, though. Yeah. Well, ask Brandon Dubinsky. They butted heads <laughs> like no other in New York. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that is very true. Him and uh, it was it was Calvert last at the end of last season too. Yeah. <laughs> toilet seat reference. Yes. Yeah. That Cal wasn't uh, that wasn't a very up and down like a toilet seat is <laughs> Calvert's game. That's. <laughs> but Calvert wasn't too happy about that one. <laughs> no. The thing is, though, you can tell that he cares about his. His guys. Absolutely. Talking about Felino and everything, he's like, yeah, we'll get him back when we get him back. It's like he has our blessing to take as much time as yep. he needs. And then he's like, but these boys here are going to hold it down for him because we care. We're a team, team first mentality. He also says he doesn't go in the locker room to give a rah-rah speech or anything because they're professionals, and I'm going to give them their spa- they're, space. They're grown-ass adults. Like, yeah. they need- they're men. They got to handle that shit. They can you know? And he's like, if someone yeah. wants to talk to me about something, they can come to me, but I'm not going to go up there and make a big yeah. fuss over something. And I, as a coach, I honestly feel like he just, he gets the most out of his players because there's no nonsense approach. If you're not playing good, he will see, he'll, he'll bench you. Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if that doesn't 
kick a fire or light a fire under your ass to play better the next game. I don't know what does. Like, you you don't as a as a hockey player, you don't want to sit and watch your team play, and you you're up in the press box. Absolutely. So yeah. With I these... feel like he he just gets the best out of his players in from all the YouTube clips that I watched prior to him being here. I thought he was they're just great going great ass sound bites, and I love to watch them. But that's not the Tortorella that people not know. You know, exactly. I think he's an amazing coach, amazing guy, and he loves dogs. I do think one thing. Kyle that... loves dogs. I love dogs. <laughs> you you see my Instagram. Why have you never brought your dog in here? I don't. I don't know. That's bring, good... I'll bring your dog in here. I want a. I want an office dog. One thing. Okay. Uh, I want to we'll add on the. Yeah. Can we get a composite? After <laughs> I want to add uh, to Torts. He's been turning these distractions that you're seeing with the Bobrovsky, the Panarin, all the other things, and he's using it as a challenge for his team instead of a crutch. Yeah. He's saying these might be distractions, but we still have to win hockey games. So either you get your shit together or you're going to be sitting. Mm-hmm. So I, I really respect that. And then another example of something I really respected is they signed Cam to a long-term big-money deal last year. Cam wasn't playing well. He said, "Hey, Cam, you're gonna be watching from the press box." Yeah. And then Cam went on a tear because that's he, what that's what I was just saying. Like Cam does he, it every. He does it like once a year. No, once but, a year he like, kind of does get. But I think it's okay because it improves Cam. I'm just saying, the coach showing that hey, we invested a lot of money in you, but that doesn't mean that I have to let you play every game. Yeah. I don't. I'm not tied completely to the payroll and your payroll number. If you're not producing, you're gonna sit. He did the same kind of thing with Saad when he was here, and we saw that it it actually kind of worked out. And it works. You see it with a, a lot of guys. He's not afraid to sit you. Like, if Panarin were to be, you see him declining, you Although could, you could kinda, see his ass on the bench. I still don't know why he has not sat Winberg. Let's be real. I There's think something he just, with him. I think he just, I think, I think it's all the dog some, videos. I think Winberg has some dirt. On Tortorella, <laughs> and that is why he has not been sat. Winberg needs to sit his ass on the. He needs to be up in the press box for the next five games. Easy there, big just game. the, he needs to learn a big lesson. It's just the dog yeah, tired of his bullshit. Go sit in timeout. Go but sit in timeout. Five games. I think it's because he posts seat. dog videos on Instagram and makes Torts smile. Yeah. And Torts is like, oh, I was gonna sit this guy, but he just made me have the biggest smile I've ever had. When I was so. at the Vegas game and Winberg was underperforming, Jordan, any comment? What you say? At the Vegas game. Do you remember yeah. that? When Wenberg was very underperforming greatly. I don't remember. You were there. We talked. Was I? Yeah. Well, go there. on with your story. Anyway, I don't remember. I'm sitting there, and I'm standing up screaming, like, you Shoot. can't post pictures with puppies. You can't. You, like, you're doing that more than you should be practicing. Like That's all I see out of Wenberg is <laughs> he's going to sit there, take a selfie, and then, oh, I got puppies around me. Like, yeah. dude, it's not. What was that? It was just something. All right, cool. So, I just think. Porn. More practice, less puppies for Wenberg. More practice. Take away his puppy privileges, man. Yeah, you, you should not be allowed to play with puppies if you don't score any goals. But you, okay? you still have to let them be adults. Okay, fair point. Yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, sorry. You're a professional athlete. You're getting paid millions of dollars to sit there and play with puppies. Like, oh yeah, sure, you throw a fucking ball to a puppy, but you can't put a ball in a, or a puck in a net. Get out of <laughs> here. Can't put the basketball in the net. <laughs> you can't even dunk, bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what are we talking really about? Oh, torts. The balls on that guy. But yeah, <laughs> he's got balls. <laughs> he's got balls. He's got balls. Balls as big as. When we start talking about PLD, uh, I don't, we're, we're just talking about always, balls. It always brings back to PLD. 
All Remember right. when there was an issue of selecting him over that Jesse Pool of Harvey <laughs> bullshit, yeah. and then well, now PLDs. I love it. I love reading all the, uh, the tweets from the draft night. Somebody tweeted something no! like, "Here's a stat line from Puyarvi, and here's a stat line since they got drafted into the show of PLD and Dubois." Far and away better. Oh, absolutely. Edmonton's not even a hockey town, based on what Pool of Harvey's yeah. saying. So. They right. got McChrist on the team. McJesus. Let's They're get social. You want to get social and answer some questions? Let's get social. Let's uh, get Kyle, social. you want to be the question asker? Sure. Sweet. Social. So we're going to answer your questions from Twitter. Twitter. That is a social media site where you can follow us if you would like. All right. Uh, let me find a Twitter's good been pretty, one. Uh, it's been pretty rambunctious. Twitter was, and the Twitter past was couple fun days. last night. Yeah, the Caps I game was a very exciting time. To be on Twitter. Yeah, that's a uh, Rick Nash video I posted of his most iconic goal with the Coyotes. I think over fifty thousand people have watched it. It's crazy. I can, uh, boy. So like I got one here from uh, Jason Tolman at Namlot seventy nine. That's a good one. Uh, can Corby carry us through a playoff series series if we need him to? Did you did you read that earlier? I did not. <laughs> not on the podcast. I'm just kidding. But no. Um, I'm gonna stick. My guns, what I said earlier, I don't think he can right now. That's just me. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm, I think he can, um, but I don't put a playoff series solely on the goalie's back. We have a team. You're, so you're saying that all the times that we had Bob, it wasn't all his fault? No, no. Bob, Bob played like shit. That was sarcasm. I'll say that. But um, I'm thinking that we have a lineup in front of Corby that, might be able to hide some of his deficiencies. I don't think Corby's going to win you a series like, say, uh, uh, John Sebastian Jaguar did for the Ducks back in the day, but he's he's good enough to get us past that hump, but I don't think he's going to steal a series like you've seen goalies do in the past. Agreed 100%. My comment, I no think, disrespect um, to Corby. If he plays like he played against Nashville and the Capitals, I think he could do damn well in the playoffs, but... Stepping back to what you said, we have to have a team that can play in front of him and not shit their pants like they do a lot with Bob in, in, in front of the net. But, listen, I would love to ride Bobrovsky into the, into the playoffs this year. I think he's our – if we have him, we might as well use him in the playoffs, and I think that we have a legitimate shot at getting past the first round. But if Corp, if something were to happen, if we trade Bob, if we get rid of him for the playoffs, I mean – I would say seventy-five. I'm seventy-five percent sure Corpy could probably get the job done if if the team in front of him plays like they had played the past couple of games. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I absolutely. Just from what he's shown us in past seasons and what he's shown us recently, that he could absolutely take us through at least the first round of the playoffs. Um, he seems to really buckle down under pressure, especially yeah. these last two games. And it was a guy. It's been a gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, Nashville. And uh, Washington last night. And those I mean, the last two game, last two goals that happened in, versus Nashville were not of his doing. They weren't. Like, no, he I had mean, no shot. He may hell. have been able to stop it, especially seeing what he did last night. He made some incredible saves oh, last he night. He was all over the place. Yeah, Kuznetsov had a clapper that nobody saw. Yeah, he did. Until it went yeah. into the back of the oh, net. that one. Yeah, Can we yeah, talk yeah, about how one. the Jackets uh, mocked him. That was amazing. Oh, the bird selling. I loved Beautiful. it. Oh, loved it, it. And that triggered all yeah, of Washington, Washington was... D.C. more than the government shutdown even. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And then so you tweeted out, Tom 
Wilson said this is now officially like he a quoted yeah uh, rival post game last night he said this is now a rivalry and that's I love it that's oh really, I love it that's to, be <laughs> to be fair February twelfth we have them at home even I believe it, like NBC Washington circled they put a screenshot of the calendar and circled our next game against them <laughs> like they were like like yeah, how Washington, butthurt are you then NBC Washington we mocked your celebration on yeah. a game winner like yeah. get over it I did think Knetsov had the best clap back out of anybody because everyone else just showed their banner and all that he and then he said oh it's glad to have someone thinking about me like they were in april like that was actually pretty clever <laughs> that was good like, his I was love, good i love banter like that that's good it's, it's chirping stuff. it's fucking also, hockey it's it. what it that's off another rusky right so like him and panarin were probably just a little banner back and forth because they played on some national teams and what have you but it's yeah. just kind of funny to see a little bit of hostility where that wasn't there before last season's playoffs. It, makes the it wasn't even exciting. there after the playoffs. Yeah. Like and Those then, are the games you tune into. That's what you do. You're going to yeah. see someone run someone, and then it's gonna, it's just going to keep getting better and better. It's kind of the same situation that's happened with uh, the Penguins. But when you see those two teams thinking about your franchise, the top two teams usually in the Metro, makes you feel a little bit better, and then you also get the – Stick it to him with the like OT right. clapper by Panarin. You got the Stanley Cup winner. As a Jackets fan, you got to look at it this way too. It's the J- you got the Washington Capitals finally won a cup, whatever. But Stanley Cup champs that consider you their rival now, does that put you in a different pedigree than yeah. other teams in the it, league? The fact that we, it's a good feeling. The fact that we are, in I think heads. we're legitimate rivals with the with the Pens, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. They have a hard time doing that. Um, granted, I think we will, we would become true legitimate rivals if we can beat them in the playoffs. I think that's where a lot of rivalries truly form. But yes, form, yes. there's a lot of hostility between those our franchises. Oh, absolutely. To be rivals with the Pens and the Caps now, that adds a shit ton of credibility now to what we have what's going on here in Columbus absolutely. the past three, four, five years. Absolutely. I hundred percent agree. We need to pick it up and start playing better against the Penguins though. Absolutely. I mean that's yeah. what that's I don't think that's really is that's almost like Tosh two years have been bad. Ohio State Michigan is a rivalry rivalry recently. It's really not because it's a rivalry of mm. things are trading. You I know? mean Ohio State Michigan there's the history there. Um granted Michigan has sucked it, that's fair recently jump, I mean yeah it's, it's hard to jump that rivalry. But I understand what you're saying is that hey it'd be kind of fun to have a little inkling that you might beat us when it comes to Ohio State and Michigan. Right, and yeah. I I, and that's how I feel. I kind of feel like Michigan on skates against the Penguins almost every time. I'd never fit. Whenever lately, we play Pittsburgh, lately, recently, like, the last year ago, and a half, two, two years, years ago, we had their number. We beat we them did. in oh. the regular season every game almost. Was, we, we beat them 7 to 1 one game. Yeah. That last was a year. In a body bag. Remember that game, Mike? Last year and then this <laughs> year know. has been a struggle for us to beat the Penguins. Yeah. And they might be in our head a little bit. I don't know. I think they're in Bob's head a little bit. I as think much as I hate to admit something pro- gets in yeah, Bob's head, yeah. they're totally in his head after that first. I agree. All right, next question. What do you got, Kyle? Oh, shit. We're doing lots of good stuff. All right, next I have uh, one here from Kennedy Somerville at KSUM19. She was at the game last night in Washington. Did you know beer there is $14.50? My God. <laughs> oh, so like, apparently we don't have it that bad at Nationwide, Can I you guess. Believe, I guess that's the price you pay to watch a right, I, I, I have a side rant with that. So I was set up in the Upper Bowl um, during the Nashville game. Went to the BrewDog stand. Got a beer. They print out a legitimate receipt with a tip line. You think I'm going to tip you off a $13 beer? You must be crazy. 
Like, I'm not going to... That's that's ridiculous. I uh, I also think $14 for a beer. Oh, my God. That's you, dumb. I can buy a full bottle of second-rate liquor at the liquor store for yeah. that much. Come on. And but, wow, like, here's the thing. The Capitals can get away with that shit because they're going to sell out every game. Like, that's just what they can do. Blue Jackets, small, smaller market... Lower your damn beer prices. Don't even. It's not even Monday, a market. Apparently, they have. <laughs> they have. Well, they have lower beer no, prices. No, no, no. They never lower. They keep going. We've never lowered. They've gone up. Going up. Remember yeah. when beer was nine seventy five? Do you I remember? Do. Well, I you remember. remember? I remember. You remember? But from Monday to Thursday, I mean, you have probably three to four thousand empty seats in there. I maybe like during the week have beer specials. I, I was don't gonna, know. I was, yeah, I was going to say that. Maybe I, weekend games thirsty can be 13. Thursday. Whatever. Thirsty Thursday. We are unbeaten. Give us a Thirsty Thursday. Five, $5 tall no. boys. <gasps> I'll, I'll buy it. The only uh, the only problem I see from like a front office standpoint is there's so... How many people do you see walking around with beers in that arena? Everybody? Yeah. <laughs> so people so were the, buying the, the, Here's the, the thing. The Here. problem is the demand is there for... A lot of people, and they're like, "Hey, let's start a forget movement. everyone else. Let's start a movement from here on out. Nobody buys beer, and we sh- we we pregame the shit the, out we of the stick bar? it to the man. All right, so we pregame the shit out of games. Yeah, okay. or we just bring in fun flasks that are not metal. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Well, now you told him our plan. Oh, damn it! Delete. <laughs> well, uh, we erase this segment. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, next segment. Next, not next segment. Next question. Um. Well, I can't find any good ones. Wait, what you was guys the question are... about? I'm sorry. What was even that question about beer? Like, it wasn't even a question. It was a statement. Did we? Oh. No, she asked. Did we know that the prices in DC were fourteen fifty? Uh, so. The prices are higher a lot. Like Chicago, LA, like twenty dollar beers or oh, something yeah. stupid like yeah. that. To like, answer Tampa her question, Bay, no. I think is seventeen. Bucks. Mike, when we go to Nashville, let's investigate. We're not going to a game because we don't have to we're... go to a game. We just walk in and look. Hey. <laughs> Hey, hey. We're not, we don't want to watch the ice hockey. Just Here's tell us what Press pass. Give them the mic flag. You think this is overpriced? Boom. Sorry. I, people keep buying them, so they don't care. Yeah. Um, I think if people keep buying them, they they're going to keep do, the same price. I do think volume-wise, you could sell a whole hell of a lot more beer. That's what I'm saying. You, Even if in the end, I think also you're going to get the same what's the price? money. What's the price now? Like 11 12 bucks for a domestic? 10 It's 11 bucks for a tall boy, 13 for like a craft. Yeah, yeah. and then... Yeah. oh. Oh my God! You cut the price down to like seven bucks, which is still kind of ridiculous yeah. to me. And then you you're gonna sell so many more because people are like, Oh my God, these are cheaper now. It's still ridiculous. That's how they are at U.S. Paying. Bank Arena. If you ever go to U.S. Bank Arena in uh, Cincy, I've never been. I've been past it. Well, if you ever go in there, <laughs> they have seven dollar beers. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's nice. like it's a minor league team over there. Well, so if you go you there for a to. concert, it's seven dollar beers. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Ferda. I'm Ferda. on that. All right, I got one more. This was kind of weird, though. Um, Ooh. Oh, where'd it go? Yes, I'll take you to prom. <laughs> so, <laughs> last night, uh, after the first period, during the first intermission, I said, send me your questions. Yeah. Um, somebody tweeted me, I remember this, and asked me, "Did any, has anybody told that the Capitals that their jerseys are ugly? They Once deleted, last night. They deleted their tweet, but then I tagged the Capitals and said, hey, your sweaters are ugly. Yeah. And then I did it. He deleted his tweet, though. So, oh, yeah. But we told them. Um, so, we, we, so we there, told that's them. the answer. We told them. <laughs> what did you guys think about the sweaters last night that the Caps were wearing? They were a little different. Right? I, were those are those with like official third jerseys? Yeah, it's like I a think throwback so, yeah. kind yeah. of thing. The feel I get with the when I see a, like the red helmet on any team, I go back to thinking of the Russians. From Miracle, like you're seeing them <laughs> skate around, 
and you're the Capitals, and you have like red, white, and blue, and you're supposed to like be more of a patriotic feel to your team. And I'm thinking of the goddamn Russians, the super villains. <laughs> Those damn Russians. And, and then you guys, you. and then you guys, yeah, you make you so give me that. The first feel. thing that really bothers me with the Capitals, even their logo, is their face. Is the hockey stick as the L the that hockey we handed them last night? <laughs> Up top. <laughs> uh, no, but the it is it involves the L. Why isn't why is the T the L and not the L the? You know what I mean? Like why is the hockey stick? Yeah, cross your teeth, dot your eyes. Yeah, why? Why is the L in capital the hawk or the T in capital is the hockey stick, and why is it not the L? Because that would be a hockey stick. It's because they've taken so many over the years, so they <laughs> they, just, they just didn't want to pay homage yeah. to it. It's weird. I don't like it. I, don't like I it wasn't a fan. It's not even grammatically correct. Weird. Yeah, like yeah, put, losers. Make the hockey stick the actual le- legitimate L at the end of the uh, end of the word capital. Agreed. And then make it a capital L because just play on grammar. Yeah, that's what, right. I, that's what well, I'm saying. We got we got one more just came in uh, before we wrap this up. From Ferda. Jared McCormick had to get his in there. Of course. Uh, friend of the friend pod. Of the pod Jared friend McCormick. of the pod, Jared McCormick. Got it in just in time. Besides the ridiculous goal he scored against the Coyotes, what's your favorite Rick Nash memory? Um, when I met him at the Fan Fest and he said, hey, take this picture with me, kid. I said, all right, Nash. <laughs> That's not how that happened, but okay. It totally was because I didn't want to go in the penalty did, box with him. He didn't say, take this picture with me, kid. You said, I was can there. I take a picture? No, no, no. I paid for it. And then you kissed him on thing. the forehead. <laughs> He's a good night, sweet prince. My <laughs> God. My favorite memory, I'm going to go off the ice, similar to what you just did. Uh was meeting him at Easton. He was like in the main mall part of Easton. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was with my aunt and my cousin, and I was walking through the main mall part. I think it was maybe a freshman in high school, and Rick Nash walks right past me, and I go to my aunt, holy shit. I didn't say shit at the time, but holy, holy crap. Holy shoot. Holy crap. Holy crap, man. That was Rick Nash, and she knew my love for Rick Nash, and so I kept walking. I didn't know what to do. I panicked. So she turns around, go like taps him on the shoulders, like, "Are you Rick Nash?" And she's, he's like, "Yeah, I am." I was like, "My cousin or my nephew loves you," and he just, she points to me like a couple yards down the the mall, and then she waves me over, and I just kind of walk over like, "Oh my god, like whatever," and uh, take a picture, and the whole time like my aunt's just being like overly cheesy, like aunts do. And she was like, he loves you so much. He named his dog Nash, and I'm like, "Why are you saying that? you're embarrassing me in front of my hero?" But he was the nicest guy in the world. He, st- oh, he stood there for like five minutes and just kind of talked with us. Um, it was great. So, I mean, and then the next day was a home game and they did an autograph signing after. And so I got my Nash jersey. I went in the line and I get it signed. And he's like, Oh, you're, I met you at Easton yesterday, didn't I? I was like, Yes, that was me. And so he remembered me. And that was kind of a cool moment. So that's my favorite Rick Nash moment. That's awesome. Yeah. Anybody else got a Rick Nash moment? I I guess just having him go number one overall and having a player that everyone says, hey, this is the right choice, the right thing, and then he f- plays his first NHL game, getting a goal and just saying, wow, there's something to actually be excited about about being a Blue Jackets fan. Yeah, yeah you had... No uh, no offense to Lyle Odeline, but when he was the captain, you're like, oh, hopefully we win like 10 games this year. 
and things like that. But Rick Nash, you're like, wow, there's an exciting player. Even if we're going to lose a bunch of games, you're going to have some fun moments along Absolutely. with the ride. Kyle? I don't really have one. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I mean, I have a bobblehead. I went. I, I have I, a bobblehead. <laughs> I, have a, I have one of his bobbleheads I got from promo night years ago. Um, I don't know. I just don't really have. I knew, They're I knew, all great. Of course, I knew who he was. I knew, but I never really, like. He's was, the reason that I'm a Jags fan. Right. I was see that's that's how a lot of people are yeah. as He's well. My dad. My dad. <laughs> my dad was taking me to Jackets games the inaugural year. I mean, I was I I've, I've been around the team since yeah. they started. Whatever. I love Rick Nash. I love what he did here, but you're right. There's too many. I don't yeah, really have one that them. I can point out right now. I mean, he was he was Columbus hockey when Columbus hockey sucked. Yes. So maybe my favorite memory is when now hear me out on this, when he got traded because when he got traded, now hear me out on <laughs> this. <laughs> We started to get better as an organization. We did. Yeah, we, we pointed that out earlier, but it is hard to think about trading dad, original dad. Yeah, I mean, we did we did get better. I mean, that's that's fact, but no, everything is great. I love I flip the script real quick? What? Jared what? McCormick, I'm getting social on you. <laughs> did you do what we talked about on Twitter last night? Respond to me once you listen to this podcast. He goes, know. I'm going to flush his Capitals jersey down the toilet. I said, shit like that won't even fit in the bowl. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so I said, you're going to burn it. it. He's going to burn it. So I want to know, did if he it's burn a, it? Hey, I want proof. If it's a Tom Wilson jersey, just mail it to me. I'd like to wear it. <laughs> Even when he shit on it and wiped his ass with it? Uh, like it's instructed him to I'll still wear it. I'll still wear it. All right. I think I we're done here, fellas. Bag, same thing. Solid pod. First ever Sunday pod. Sunday. Sunday. The, uh, the plan is to, to make this a reg. So Sunday Sundays. and Wednesday. Hey, That's little. if uh, Ben doesn't... Um, if he actually fully commits. I also like... I have a job. Just so you guys know, uh, now that your NFL season's going to be over, you need something to do. Listen to us on Sunday. Listen get that to little us on fix, Sundays, little Listen to us on Sundays. Hit up some Jackets games. Uh, get your tickets from SeatGeek.com. Use that at promo code CBJ to get $20 off the first purchase. Do that, because the more you do it, the more beer we can buy in studio. Oh, yeah. $20, that's two beers. Absolutely. And also... Listen on Wednesdays. <laughs> Listen on Wednesdays. Thanks, thanks Mike. Appreciate uh, it. The 18th, January 18th, yeah, we will be so, at Mikey's uh, Late Night Slice. Exactly. I was going to go into that bad boy. So this Friday, literally this upcoming Friday, yes. the 18th, yep. from 5 o'clock to 7, we're going to be at Mikey's Late Night Slice doing a live podcast. So that is going to be before the Montreal Canadiens game, which is at Nationwide Arena. So we know you're already going to be down in the Arena District. They got a new location on High Street and vine sick ass location they got a back room pretty dope we're gonna be we got the whole room to ourselves seats about probably 80 comfortably so get your ass in there come hear us live um we're gonna have speakers so you can hear us while we do the podcast it's gonna be a good time and then we'll and also there's pizza they have alcohol there so they don't think bar. it's just a pizza shop yeah full-on bar and we can all hang out and watch a game together and yeah. also think about this guys you gotta see it live old gotta jacket. see it live <laughs> old jackets mantra gotta Come see on. it live gotta see it free <sighs> that's right Ooh. and always of course thank you lamp apparel for everything you do yep lamp apparel you're awesome go buy our merchandise lampparel.com hit BJ that artillery season. link get your merch we got uh, bj season we got a Breadman shirt we got a cam hatkinson shirt we got our we got our hoodies. Five lines strong. Five lines strong. Five lines strong. Ferda, which is not a cocaine reference. We swear. Unless you want and it to be, then if you want it to shirt, be, by all you means, you can use it as that reference. And yeah, take your videos and send it to us. <laughs> just don't show your face. Exactly. 
All right, little boomers. We love you. If you're listening to this on Sunday, enjoy the Rangers game. We're going to come away with a dub. And that's all I got. That's all we got. Peace out. Thanks, boomers. Peace.